0: Lift your voice in adoration to him. He is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor and say, "Our our God is great. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. I want my wife to come and greet you tonight. Amen for a moment. Amen. I'm so glad my wife is with me. And she travels and goes with me. And I want her to, to, to greet you tonight.
1: It's always wonderful being with family. I love Springfield. But I'm just going to come up here and obey the Holy Ghost for a minute. As we were standing there and you asked us to prophesy to each other, I was seeing this church and this church is a chosen body of God. I could hear God saying there are a royal people before me. They are a chosen people. And he said, "I've weighed you in the balance and i found you faithful in all things." And you know when I drove up on the property Sunday morning and I drove by, there was something inside of me goes, "The dream lives on. The dream lives on. Brother Herod, I remember when I was very young, and I remember God began to give me a dream, and he began to give me a promise, and I was so excited. I was telling everybody what God had spoken, and then all of a sudden, he began to take me through the process And he began to take me through the shaping and the making and the molding. And I think about Joseph, and I think about the betrayals. I think about him being lied upon. I think about the prisons that he walked through, but the dream lived on. Because when God gives you a promise, he will perform that promise. God has found you faithful. You will see the work of the Lord in the name of Jesus.
0: Come on, if you believe that, you ought to clap your hands and shout. Hail can't steal the dream. Hail can't stop the dream. Praise God. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say the dream still lives. The sure fact you fight hell in high water tells you it still lives. You know, Elder, my dad taught me. I I was raised hunting and fishing and all that kind of stuff. and, And I learned, my dad taught me real quick. He said, don't shoot it twice if it's dead. Leave it alone. Now, if it keeps moving, shoot it. You know why hell keeps shooting at you? You you, you didn't get it, did you? Hell don't don't keep trying to kill something that's already dead. The sure fact that he tries to kill you or to tell you there's, it's still alive, and he's still scared, and he's still trembling. Yes. Amen. Yes. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. To those that brought food, it was awesome. Thank you. I meant to say thank you Sunday, and I forgot it. Been such a, Sister Harriet's been such a great host. Your pastor and his wife have been such a great host. Thank you so much. Hallelujah. I don't have a title. I didn't even bring my iPad. Come on. I, I didn't bring it for a purpose. Come on. Because I'm going to do what God told me to do. Yes. Yes. And I've tried to do that. But um, all I got is some scripture. And I'm going to speak what the, I feel the Lord wants me to say. And then... Um, Then we're going to obey God. Is that okay? So if you have your Bibles to me to Luke chapter 8. Amen. Luke chapter 8. Verse 22. Hallelujah. You have Luke. Chapter 8, if you're around Genesis, Exodus, you're in the wrong dispensation. Amen. Move forward. Amen. If you have Luke 8, say amen. 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 Praise God. Verse 22, it came to pass a certain day he went into a ship with his disciples. He said unto them, let us go over unto the other side of the lake. And They launched forth. As they sailed, he fell asleep. you ever felt like God's asleep on you? <laughs> I have. Now, maybe you hadn't been there. If you hadn't, just, just continue living. You'll get there. As they sailed, he fell asleep. There came down a storm of wind on the lake. And they were filled with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying... Master, Master, we perish. Then he arose, rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. And he said unto them, Now these are the same guys that cast out devils and has healed the sick and has walked with him. They've watched him feed the thousand, multiply fish and bread, (coughs) raise dead people, heal the lepers and, and all this other kind of stuff. And they get in the storm Uh and uh, he said to them he said where is your faith he said where is your faith out of all you've seen me do where's your faith isn't it isn't amazing that you can see all kind of stuff and still lose faith Amen. Father, I thank you for your word, for your blessings. Help me, Lord, because I don't have nothing written down but a scripture. Father, I've tried to obey you Sunday morning and Sunday night. Now, Father, I pray that you'd confirm your word with signs, wonders, and miracles for your people, Lord, and for thy glory, not the glory of a man, but for thy glory, O oh, Father. Confirm your word among your people let them see your glory see Thy hand as it stretches out and does the the miracles and healings i thank you dear lord and i praise you father in the name of jesus everybody say amen. amen you be seated jesus has asked his disciples to um To go on a journey with him across to the other side there's a purpose he's going there and i found out that jesus never never went anywhere without a purpose he doesn't just walk through your city he he doesn't He, he doesn't just visit your family because he, there's always a purpose in what he's doing. He's, he's always got a purpose in what he's doing. He's, and so he has a purpose to get to the other side because there's something he's going to do on the other side. But in that process of them going with him, in the middle of, the, of getting there, they find themselves in a storm. And the problem with that is he's asleep. And so, being fishermen like most of them were, or some of them were, I'm, I'm sure, Brother Lewis, they'd done everything they could to lighten the boat. I mean, Simon Peter and, and the others uh, had been fishermen a long time. As a matter of fact, history bears out, and secular writers of um, that age, and they have some writings of people that's not in the Bible that wrote recorded history. And. Um, Simon Peter was a very rich man. As a matter of fact, they've uncovered his house and has a baptistry in the courtyard. His house had over 3,000 square feet in it. And they believed that to be Simon Peter's house because his father was a fisherman along with James and John and their father. And they were partners together in a fishing deal. You ever wondered how John got in to see the trial of Jesus? It's because his father had connections. And they knew John and he could walk in. That's just history. Yeah. And so Simon and James and John, they're fishermen. They, they knew how to handle storm. But the problem with this an Elder, is they didn't know how to handle this one. Right. And in the middle of that storm, they find out he's asleep. Now, this ain't going to be long, folks. And they go to him and they say, Master, Master, we perish. Now, now listen to what they say. And they say, we perish. And in other words, we're fixing to die. Did you know that's a statement of fear? There's fear all in that statement. We're we're fixing to die here and you're asleep. We're we're fixing to lose everything and you're sleeping. And, And I have found out that I have got to let God deal with my fear. I cannot progress in the Lord with fear ruling my life. You cannot, you cannot progress and move forward with fear in your life. You cannot do it. Fear will torment you. As a matter of fact, fear is the flip side of faith. It's just the other side of the coin. Because all fear is, fear is in the faith of what if. What might be. What could be. Fear is faith in the doctor's report. Come on, yes. Yes, yes, yes. come on, somebody. How many of you ever shouted? How many of you know anybody ever shout that when they got a bad doctor's report, they come down the aisle shouting? No, we come and get prayer and say, the doctor has said and we, fear grips our heart. Why? Because fear tells me that this can happen or this may happen or this is going to happen. And because I'm flesh, I have a tendency to go that way. So I have found out before I can move forward in God, brother, I have to let God deal with my fear. Yes. Come on, somebody. Yes. Come on. Why is it? Why is it that when you walk into Walmart or wherever it is, you go, why is it when you feel the unction to pray for somebody, all of a sudden you start trembling? Yeah. Yeah. On, or when God says, I need you to walk over here and tell this one, this, this, and this, and you go, Oh, not me, that's gotta be in my brain. Fear grips your heart. Yeah. Right. Right. Come on, somebody. Why? Because God's trying to deal with your fear. Because there's a spirit of fear following you, keeping you from doing. Therefore, that fear keeps you from having revival. Oh, God in heaven. It'll keep you from having revival. And somewhere you've got to learn to let God deal with that fear in your life and deliver us from our spirit of fear. Come on, somebody. Because we're living in a country, and this whole country's afraid right now. We're scared to death we're going to go into depression. We're scared to death we're going to lose this. And we're scared to death we're going to lose that. We want Donald Trump to be president. We want this to happen and that to happen. And by all God, if it don't happen, we're all going to go to hell in a handbasket. Oh, let me help you out here. God's in control. My Bible tells me that he causes nations to rise and nations to fall and put kings in their place and nobles in their place. Yeah. Honey, let me help you. Biden didn't get there by itself. Donald Trump didn't get there by himself. Obama didn't get there. God put them in the place. If God put them there, God knows what he's doing. Yeah. And so you got to take fear out of the equation. I can remember we were on vacation, and if I, if I told this one before, that's okay, you can hear it again. I'm, I'm on vacation, we're, we're on vacation with the kids, and my wife and my girls are at the mall there and at the mountains when that mall was going that's almost out now. And so I decided to go to a Christian bookstore that was somewhere close, and I'm at, I'm at this wall, there's aisles here and I'm looking at some books elder and all of a sudden I felt that familiar presence walk up behind me and tap me and says I need you to turn and tell this lady and I go no see I'm more honest than some of you you act like you obey God in everything I said no. And the Lord said, actually it was the angel of the Lord. He said, "You need to turn around and tell this lady I and I literally turned around and said, "I am on vacation." I did elder. I'm like this and I went, "I am on vacation." and he tapped me on the shoulder again he said turn around and he said down this second aisle to your right there's two elder ladies coming the elder lady to your right you will tell her thus thus and thus and I turned around and I said if you'll leave me alone for the rest of my vacation I will do this y'all think I'm kidding I ain't kidding And so I turn. I I, I don't do that no more. I've grown up. And I turn, and sure enough, here comes two elderly ladies down the aisle, and 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 they're interlocked their arm. And I walked over to the lady and looked her, the one on the right, and I said, "Ma'am, you don't know me, and I don't know you." I said, "Please don't think I'm crazy." I said, the Lord told me to tell you just a minute ago. His angel come to me and told me to tell you this, this, and this. Tears shot out of her eyes. Her little friend beside her mouth flew open, and I immediately turned and went out the door. Later on, I'm with my wife. We're walking down, the, down that hallway of hall, the mall, and I see them out of the corner of my eye over here. and I'm on this side, and I watch, and I heard that little lady point and say, there's the man that said it and I kept walking somewhere you gotta let God deal with your fear you know why I have problems with fear elder because I make it about me and it's about what you may think about me it's what I'm afraid of what you're gonna say about me it's about my reputation well I don't have one without him so it doesn't make any difference anyway and so I've come, I'm not perfect by, by no means, but I've got a lot further down the road to realize that my reputation with you does not matter near as much as my reputation on the throne room. And so I'd rather... And so I'd rather, I'd rather him be pleased with me and say, that's my boy doing my will fighting hell and high water. Look at the demons trying to stop him from talking, but he just keeps on talking. Look at the devils trying to stop him, but he just keeps on going. Look at my son. And while everybody's mocking him, he still keeps doing it somewhere. you got to let Jesus deliver you from fear. You need to have church in Walmart. You need to have church at the restaurant. You need to have church in your neighborhood while walking your dog. When the Holy Ghost moves on you, you need to shove fear to the side and say, I'm on a journey with the Lord, and i got to see the miraculous. And I can't just see it between four walls. Fear. It ain't the devil that hints for revival. It's our fear that he puts on us. So let me help you recognize this. It took me a while to recognize this. Anytime God moves on you, to minister on your job in your neighborhood, at Walmart, wherever you're at. And that fear comes over you. You do understand that that does not belong to you. And that spirit is trying to make you think that you have fear. But this Bible tells me, that we've not been given the spirit of fear. So when fear comes up over me, it wasn't mine. That devil was standing around somewhere. Watch that angel walk up to me and speak something to me. And he said, I got to stop this right now because I'm scared to death. If that boy starts talking, things are going to happen. And what you're feeling is what that devil fears the most. And that's you open your mouth or lay your hands or shout down the aisle and we have a breakthrough. Woo! and God in the Holy Ghost says, I want you to dance down the aisle, and that spirit says, oh, I can't let that happen. If that happens, they'll have a breakthrough, and you start getting scared. Why? Because he's scared to death. It's him you're feeling. And so, I've learned to, God, deal with that fear. I was in Walmart one time. We walked down an aisle. And there was a little mother in a wheelchair. Elder mother in a wheelchair. And her daughter was getting some groceries. Probably our age, I guess. And Sandy was talking to the daughter. And I'm sitting there looking at mother. And I'm like, oh, no, no. This is Walmart, mm. and so I'm, I'm, I'm in my in my heart, brother, brother, uh, uh, pastor. I'm going, God, Sandy, hurry up, let's go, hurry up, let's go, let's go. Because the longer I stand here, the more this gets on me. And <clears throat> finally, she hushes, and we exit out the other side and go around to where the. Salad and all that stuff is. It's where ours is. And I'm standing there and it's just eating me alive. You know what I'm talking about, brother. You know what I'm talking about. It's just eating me up because I know I have not been obedient yet. And it's this atmosphere that I'm feeling that's pressuring me not to obey. Fear. And so we're standing there looking at salad or something or another. And I said, baby. I said, I got to go. And she stops me mid-sentence. She said, I know. She said, God's been talking to you. She said, now you need to go obey God. She knows. So I turn and here comes mother in the wheelchair around the end and goes over to the bread. I said, I'll be right back. I humbly walk over there in Walmart and I said mother I said don't think I'm crazy I said but the Lord's been talking to me and listen to what this is what astounded me she says oh baby said why when you walked up said the Lord spoke to me and said this is a prophet that he's going to talk to you said I've been waiting I don't claim to be nothing brother i said here's what the lord said mother and that little elderly mother started crying and shaking in that wheelchair right in walmart just i don't know sometime back it's just been a year or so ago i'm in walmart and 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 back march a year ago i was diagnosed as a diabetic. My sugar went to 945. My A1C was 12.5. I end up in ICU. They want to put me on shots and telling my wife, rolling me down the aisle, telling my wife, Mike, I could die. So I'm finally got over all of that stuff and I'm at Walmart in, in, in the city where my pastor, uh, pastor's there in New Albany, Mississippi, and I'm running in to get get some, some uh, some stuff, low-calorie stuff that for diabetics, and I walk up to the aisle, and there's a mother and a daughter. This daughter's about 16, 17, I think, 18, maybe, and, and we're, they're trying to pick out some stuff, and I said, oh, you don't want that. I've ate that, that's nasty. I said, I've tried everything right here. I'll tell you what's good. I said, you don't want that, that's nasty. I said, this is good, and we're sitting there talking, and I look at her, and I said, no. so you're a diabetic? And she, she said, yes, sir, I am. I said, you're a type one, aren't you? No Holy Ghost. I mean, she's about 16, 17 year old, about that big around. I mean, you just know. She said, yes, sir. And we get the talking in the back of my mind. I'm talking to this mother and this daughter, and I hear the voice of the Lord. And he says, you're not leaving without praying, are you? And I go, and in my mind, I'm having two conversations. You don't think that can happen. Yes, it can. Because while I'm talking to mother and this baby, in my mind, I'm telling the Lord, yes, I'm going to pray. Yes, I'm going to pray. I'm having two conversations, Brother Lewis. And we're beginning to talk. And it it comes to the voice of the Lord speaks. You're not going to leave without praying, are you? And in my mind, while talking to her in my mind, in my spirit, is talking to the spirit of the Lord saying, I will pray. I'm going to pray. And we keep talking. The third time, the Lord says... Now, you're fixing to leave. You're not leaving without praying for her, are you? And I said, in my mind, I'm going, no, Lord. So I'm, I'm, I'm wrapping this up, and I asked this, young, this mother and this young girl, I said, can I pray for you? I said, let me tell you what just happened Monday night. This was like Tuesday. I said, because I had to come there and preach a, a service for somebody because somebody canceled. And I said, let me have tell you what happened Monday night. And they said, they said yeah. I said, well, let me, let me tell you. And I began to tell them what God had done and, all this kind of stuff in that one service, and 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 how how the pastor's sister was going in for for uh, stuff in her heart, and and uh, there was some things going in heart. And he said, and he had called me and told me, he said I know because I, I sat there watching today. He said you can you can watch that stuff live now as they're doing it. And he said the doctor come and explained everything. He said we got to go in and do this this and this when she comes back. And he said, Brother Jordan, he said y'all prayed for her and so went back in the doctor. And said doctor done another one of them. He said I don't know what's happened, but it is all cleared up. I said, it ain't there. And, 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 and I told her, I said, and there was a man there. I said, I didn't even know this. And, and, and I said, the pastor told me, he said, you remember the man? You said, it's a liver disease. And I said, well, I remember saying that, but I don't know who I prayed. He said, well, let me help you out, pa- uh, Brother Jordan. He said, you prayed for that brother and said he had the liver disease. They done told him he had a severe liver disease. said, he went back. Tuesday so this is like Wednesday I guess Tuesday or whatever it was after that so he said he went back to the doctor and the doctor said we're going to do another test they done got one test saying you have a severe liver disease and we're going to have to start treating you for liver disease for liver failure and so they done another test and says we don't know what happened your liver is completely clear there's nothing there no more beginning to roll out of that child's face. And I said, baby, a year from now, you're not going to have di- di- type 1 diabetes. You're going to be normal. And God's fixing to touch you and your pancreas is going to start working and producing insulin. And I laid my hands on that child with mama crying and her crying. And I prayed right there in front of Walmart. I said, God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I left them crying in the aisle. What, did she get healed? Yeah, she got healed. How do you know? Because God wouldn't have me pray if he didn't heal her.
2: You got to lose your reputation. You
0: got to lose, when you lose your reputation, fear will leave you alone because he won't care. fear fear master we perish ain't that what fear says if you step out there you're going to look like an idiot you say that what if you're wrong what if you miss it they're gonna label you. I used to worry about that too. I still in the back of my brain. You know, it's always, God, Jesus, you don't want to mess. Up. You don't want to bring a reproach. Oh, God. You know. What's people gonna think about you?
3: Fear. We're gonna perish.
0: But I found out, Elder, if I'm going to wake up the Spirit of God in me, i got to do something. See, Jesus ain't asleep. He's just asleep in you. He's not asleep. He's just asleep in you. And somewhere you're going to have to wake it up. Yeah, that's why Paul looked at Timothy, pastor, and said, stir it up. It ain't that it's not there. You fan, that word stir up means to fan the flame. (sighs) Blow on, do something. Poke the fire, fan the fire, blow on the fire. Do something, Timothy. Get this thing rolling and fire and blazing again, but you gotta do something, Timothy. Because Jesus ain't asleep, he's just asleep in me. And I got to do something to get him awakened. I got to move. And when I found out, when I start moving in faith, elder, he comes alive in me. And so Jesus is awakened. He gets up and rebukes the wind, the storm. I'm almost through here. And then he made that that statement. He said, Where is your faith? He didn't say, Why didn't you have faith? What's happened to your faith? Oh ye of little faith. He said something that one time. I think what he said. He said, where is your faith? Watch. They had faith. Because he never said they didn't have it. He said, where is it? Where is the word that implies location? Where you have faith where have you put it what do you have it in you have more faith in the boat boys than you do the one in the boat with you and when the boat started to sink you got scared and fear gripped your heart because the thing you got faith in began to fail you Where is your faith? If it's not in Jesus, this is where fear sets in. Because if I have faith in anything but Jesus, if it doesn't work, fear grips my heart. But when I got faith in Jesus, the storm can roll in and the storm can roll out. But it's not going to shake where I have my faith because my faith is not in oh God in heaven it's not in government it's not in a paycheck it's not in a job my faith is in him he's the one that said let us go so I put my faith in him because I know so the question is, is where is your faith doctor thank God for him I go to him But when I, when, I went, when, I, when I finally got out of ICU, I had to get an appointment to go see my nurse practitioner. So about three or four days later, whatever it was, I go see my nurse practitioner. And she said, okay. Randy said, I'm looking at your report from the hospital. said, you left the hospital. It was 340, 45, something like that when you left. That's still comatels, folks. And said, so we're going to have to start you on shots. I said, no, we ain't doing that. She said, you got to have shots. Sandy's with me now. Me. I said, no, I don't want to try shots. I said, I, I said, first of all, I said, insulin makes you gain weight. And I said, I don't need no weight. I got enough. I got enough of that heavy spirit. And she said, well, there's another one called trulissify. It's a synthetic insulin or whatever so chemical rather and said it won't do that and said you take it once a week and I said well I might do that she said well we're going to have to approve by your insurance blah 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 I said we'll get it approved she said until then you're going to continue taking 2,000 milligrams of metformin a day I said alright and uh, I said how long she said for the rest of your life I said no ma'am I said that ain't happen. She said, she said Randy you'll take this for the rest of your life I said no ma'am I won't she said, Randy, once you're a diabetic, you're always diabetic. I said, no, I ain't. And she just bum-fuzzled. I said, I'm telling you, she said, I'm not going to take this. She said, yes, you will. You'll have to take this the rest of your life. You are a diabetic. I said, I know I am right now. I said, but I am not going to take this for the rest of my life. I said, because I'm not going to have my kidneys fail me when I get 70 years old and have to have dialysis. She said, well, that, that is a side effect of metformin. I said, I know it is. And so and I said, so I'm not going to do this. She said, okay, we'll see. You know how doctors are or whatever. Three weeks, <clears throat> two or three weeks later, I'm checking my sugar because, you know, you got to check that stuff every day. You know? And I'm checking it, and I left the hospital at 345. I got to my nurse practitioner. It's still over 300. In about two weeks or three weeks, I'm, I'm below 200. I'm below 200. And so I called them up and I said, look, I need this and this and this. So they called me back a couple few hours in there. And I told them, I said, what's happened? They said, oh, okay, wait a minute. So she goes talk to the nurse and comes me, or the, yeah, calls me back and says, oh, cut down. I said said, take 500 of that out. Just take 500 because you're below 200. You don't need 500. I said, all right. Three or four weeks, whatever it was, I had to go back in for another checkup, go back in, get the blood check and all this other kind of stuff. I'm below 150. Just back November, whatever it was, October, November, I had to go in for another six-month checkup, and I go back in. I'm sitting there, she's flipping through my chart. She's a a nice girl. She's flipping for the chart. And she's looking at all the numbers. And uh, she said, you know, I really don't want to take you off of this Metformin. (laughs) I said, what are you talking about? I said, what's the numbers? She said, well, your A1C is 5.5. And said, your sugar is 115. She said, you're doing so good on it. said, I don't want to take you off of it. She said, what are you doing? I told her what I was doing. She said, I don't know how you're doing that, but I said, keep it up. I said, "Well, we'll just wait. I said, we'll give it six more months. I'll come back. You do it all over again, and we'll decide, and we'll go from there for your sake. Just a year ago, she said, I would never come off of it. Now she's contemplating taking me off of it. So you got to make up your mind. Now I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I do my part on that issue. There's a part that I've got to take care of, and if I do my part, got to do his part. But the question is, is which one do you have faith in? Where is your faith? Where is your faith? Where? Because if it's anything other than Jesus, when that fails you, fear will torment you. You won't be able to sleep at night. You won't be able to do anything. It locks you down and tells you you can't because of. Last year, we was in Bartlesville, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And we spent a, a Sunday morning, Sunday night in Bartersville, Oklahoma. Is this okay? Yes. Are you with me now? Yes. In that service, I think it was that night service, there's a 92 year old man that has to be helped in to sit down on a pew, third or fourth seat chair. He can hardly walk without assistance, and he has a cane. In that service, Pastor, he walked, they bring him up. I'm standing over here. They bring him up. He's 92 years old. They're holding him. And I'm talking to him, and the lady that brought him looks at me and says, Brother Jordan, he can't talk. I said, oh. I said, Okay. And I prayed for him. Or we prayed for him. I said, now you take him and walk him down that aisle and bring him back. He walked about that third seat. Threw the crutch down, turned around, and walked by himself. Oh, that ain't all of it. Prayed. I said, Lord, loose this tongue in the name of Jesus. And while I said that, elder, he began to talk and say, God touched me. Jesus, the man never been in church. He began to talk. When that sister took him home, he walked and got in a car by himself got him home his daughter comes out the door to help him and he gets out of the car walking by himself and she says, daddy you left your cane go get your cane he forgot his cane and he was talking to his daughter and she's freaking out because Jesus touched her daddy that's 92 years old I'm through. Whoever's playing the key, keyboard, you, you need to come. In that service, there was uh, I think she was five or six years old. The elder. Her parents brought her up. I'm sitting down. I, I've got to be on a plane at five o'clock in the morning, which means I got to get up at two o'clock. I think that was right. Or six o'clock. It's an hour drive to the airport. I'm going to be up at two. Something like that. It's late. Anyway, they bring this child up. And they said, Brother Jordan said, she's, uh, is it lactose intolerant where you can't eat milk products? Lactose, she's lactose. If she, eats cheese or drinks milk so she just breaks out and gets all kind of sick I said really she said yeah and so I reached and I took some oil and I said come here baby I took that oil and I put it on her lips and we prayed mama pastor calls me Tuesday after I got home he said you remember that little girl and I said yes sir I remember her he said when she walked through the door she walked over to the refrigerator with her, Lewis opened the door, got the carton of milk out, poured her a glass of milk, drank the glass of milk, and said, nothing happened. Said <laughs> she didn't break out in no hives. Nothing happened to her said, God touched that baby. He said, you remember that lady called her by name? And I said, bro, I said, we prayed for, I don't know. He said, you prayed for her back. And said, she couldn't hardly walk. I said, I vaguely remember that. He said, well, this is the, the most astounding thing. He said, you, you, y'all prayed for her and said so Monday morning she gets up and said she's, her back, she's uncomfortable said it wasn't pain, she's just uncomfortable, she put a heat pad on it and said, and then she, he said this morning, which was Tuesday that this morning, it was, he would call me Tuesday or Wednesday, anyway, the next morning, which would have been Tuesday for the next day her son comes over and she got that heat pad on and she says, son I need you to rub my back right in here, wherever it was at He said, what's wrong? She said, well, it's just uncomfortable. He said, was it hurting? She said, no, it's just uncomfortable. He said, okay. And so she kind of leaned forward and he was rubbing that back. He said, ma. She said, yeah. Said, you remember that surgery you had years ago when you were a kid? Or teenager? Yes. Yes. You told me they removed that muscle. He said, they did, baby. He said, well, the reason you're uncomfortable is that muscle's back in its place. He said, the muscle grown back. No, it didn't grow back. God
3: put it back.
0: Jesus. So where do you have your faith? Several years ago, the young girl in the church couldn't hear out of, I think it was her right ear. Church prayed for. We prayed for, she goes back to, I got the doctor's report there in a Bible in my office. And that doctor's report it says, she did not have an eardrum. But when they looked inside of her ear, because they got to the and she could hear. So he took a good look in her ear. And he writes in his report, eardrums grown back. Yeah. 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 Yes. Yes. That, that, that's, I'm not telling you something. I, I, I'm telling you what they're telling me. If they're lying, it's on them. I'm just telling you what they told me. But see, I believe it because people... I believe God can put a muscle back. I believe God can put an eardrum back. I believe God can cause a leg to grow. I believe God can put an eyeball back in. I just believe in creating miracles because I got a God that can do anything. And though I believe in doctors, I got my faith in Jesus. I wish somebody would run. I wish somebody would dance. I feel faith. I wish somebody would praise him right now. I got faith in Jesus. I got faith in Jesus. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. That's why, elders. You know, I just started. I just started believing what Jesus said. I, I do. That's why I look at people and say, "When I pray for you, you're going to recover." That's not my. That's not my words. That, elders, that, that ain't my words. That's what Jesus said. I'm just repeating what Jesus said. If it don't happen, take it up with him. That's not my issue. I mean, I, I believe in created miracles. I watched a guy one time supposed to have a knee replacement. Went back to the doctor after there was praying, I and mean, he was dancing all over the floor with that knee because they didn't have no cartilage. It was completely gone. Goes back, doctor takes another x-ray. He said, well, here's the one showing you ain't got no cartilage. And right here's the other one that shows you got a brand new cartilage. You don't need any replacement. Now, I don't know if you believe in that kind of stuff or not. Maybe all you got is faith in a headache. I believe the cripple can walk and the blind can see and the deaf can hear and the dumb can talk and the demon possessed get delivered. I believe God can do anything. Believe God.
3: Where's he at? I believe that God's him, but I to see day, spine, I believe that it, what I want one they
0: bone back. believe, and I believe it for a Where's he at? Come here, bro. I just, I God's tumors, but I
3: want
0: you want to see the spine go back? You will will see the spine? Is the tumors gone? Are the tumors gone? They are gone. You just need the spine to grow back. Is that is that the part they removed? Is that you? You just you need. Okay, well, the only way we're going to know this is if you go get it checked up and have an X-ray. Have one every year you got to have one every year. Is it coming up? Good. So you're going to call me, right? Yeah. Uh, you may not need it, but they need it. They need it. I need it. So, where is it? Right in here? Right in there? It's from the top to the bottom. From the top to the bottom. And so, how much do they take out? Well, they just
3: piece each time
0: from down here. From down here? That's what I'm saying. It's down here. It's where it's been taken out, right? Up here? No, right here, right? Okay. So, what's up here? He just had tumors, the tumors are gone,
3: yeah.
0: correct? Yep. So this is where they took it out, mm-hmm. where I put my hand. Yep. Okay, all right. Can you bend over? Does it hurt? It's always, yeah. it's always hurt? Is it stiff? Yeah, it's stiff. Okay, so I'm gonna pray. I need somebody to help me pray. Come here, Brother Lewis. Stop. The Lord is changing the spiritual dynamics of that church. Yes. You've seen the starting of it. It's because you got a hunger. God is changing the spiritual dynamics. There's some things that your father fought but didn't get victory over. You're going to get victory over it. Here's why. is because you've ruled and reigned in the Spirit in one, in, in one uh, region in the Spirit. If I can't say that. But your dominion has grown. And because it's grown, your rulership in that dominion now becomes authoritative through the Spirit. Your father fought it because it come from outside of his spiritual dominion to rule to where he was at. And then it would go and it would come back and it would go and it would come back god says not will you your spiritual dominion of where you can rule in the spirit has grown you'll take that territory lift your hands brother in the name of jesus right now i release i release it in jesus name right now in the name of Jesus. Woo! Somebody praise him right now. Somebody praise him right now. Jesus. stand right here for a minute there are spiritual cripples in your church they're spiritually crippled not by their own will by circumstances and situations God and the the Lord in the next few weeks is going to start dealing with you on specific words to speak when you stand and as you speak those words it's going to bring healing and restoration to the spiritual cripple and they're going to get up in the spirit and begin to walk there's giftings that hell has crippled in them and God says I'm fixing to bring it forth you know what I'm talking about they got giftings in them that's been crippled by whatever and God says I'm going to get them out of that spiritual wheelchair and bring the gifting forth and he's going to give you the words to speak that's going to in the name of Jesus Jesus Jesus. Come right, come right over here, brother. Here's what I want you to do, Brother Lewis. I want you to, I want you to reach right back here. I want you to put your hand right in here, because that's where they took it out, right? Right in there. Here's what you're gonna do. Here's what you're going to do. You're not going to ask the Lord to touch him. That's how you're going to pray. You're going to say, by the authority of your word and by the power and the faith in the name of Jesus Christ, and I want you to command the bone. Is that correct? The bone. The bone to grow back where the doctors removed it. I want you to command it to grow back in Jesus' name. That's how we're all going to pray. Are you ready? In the name of Jesus lord by the authority of your word by the power and the faith in the name of the holy child jesus we command the stiffness to go we command the pain to go and we command the bone to grow back in the name of jesus now
3: now now
0: All right. Here we and I want you to want you to bend over. Is it loose up? Is the pain? Is there any pain? A little bit. But it's not as stiff. It's loosed up. It's loosened. Which means... God's touched. So now let's ask him to complete it right now. Father, Lord, now complete the work. Let it be for testimony that you may be glorified in front of all the people. Now, Lord, complete. Let it be complete in the name of Jesus. Bend over Did God do it, brother? God Huh? It doesn't hurt. Say
2: it again. It doesn't hurt. It
1: don't hurt.
2: Hallelujah. It doesn't hurt. It don't hurt.
0: them. would be unbecoming and disrespectful to the lord for me to pray for everybody but you. It would. It would. You know why? Cuz it's easy to pray for this brother. But there's all kind of stuff you got to fight when you walk over to to someone in a wheelchair am I right elder but if God can put the bone back and God can put the muscles back and God can put cartilage back God can strengthen your legs can you move them at all you can't move them at all. What has happened? You got a severed nerve, a shattered spine. So, now if God put bone back in that one, cartilage back in another one, and a muscle back in it, do you believe that God can take that spine and put it all back together? I'm going to pray. You lay your hand on her back? Will you help me pray, Miss Scarlett? Come on over. Put your hands on her back. There you go. All you need to know. I prayed for her we prayed for a lady in Tennessee and I asked her, did God touch her? And she said, yes. And the elder, I said, how do you know God touched me? He, she said, because I felt heat go down through my body. And when she went and done something other, they let me know later that God had healed. And all she done was felt heat. All we need is for God to touch you. All we need is for you to try to move your foot. That's all. It's all. That's it. That's all we need when God touches. You just try. And then in the morning you try again. And the next day you try again. Because when I pray, you're going to be recovering. You know what recovery means? It's a process. Sometimes, sometimes it don't come immediately. I, sometimes I wished it would, but sometimes it don't. I'm not casting doubt, okay? But I'm believing God's going put this spine back together. Let me ask you something: Would you shout come Sunday if you walked in? Yeah, you would. And everybody else is going to. Can you lift your hands like this? Can y'all believe? I'm going to ask the Lord that let you feel his touch. Lord, in the name of Jesus right now. Lord. I've seen the blinded eye open. I've seen deaf ears open. I've seen muscles put back. I've seen bones straightened out. I've seen legs grow. In the name of Jesus right now, I command by the authority of your word, by the power and the faith in the name of Jesus, I command this spine. That's been shattered. I command bone to come to bone. Signu to signu. Muscle to muscle. Right now I command it. By the authority of your word. and By the power and the faith in the name of Jesus. Now. Let it be done now. Let it be done now. In Jesus name. In Jesus' name, I want you to all to lift your hands right now. Did you feel the Lord's touch? Did you? you, you don't, if you didn't, tell me. You felt. You felt the touch, right? Just try. In the name of Jesus. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Because it's going to happen. It's going to happen. In the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, she felt that touch. She felt your touch, Father. In the name of Jesus, right now, Lord. Now show yourself and glorify yourself in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I command it all to be made whole. In Jesus' name, right now. In Jesus' name. what you're doing is is every time like when that brother bent over he was doing it in faith so every time your brain tells your foot to move and you try it's an act of faith yes. Yes. it's an act of faith and that's what you have to do because the word of god jesus said they that believe shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover so that means you're in recovery can you believe that So, from now on, when somebody says, What happened? say, I'm in recovery. You say, I'm in recovery. What do you mean? Jesus touched me, and He said, They that believe, lay hands on the sick, they shall be. I'm in recovery. I know you can't tell it, but I felt it in my body. That's what you do. That's what you do. I'm in recovery. And you keep keep trying to move, you just keep trying. And when you wiggle that big toe, you shout. Yes. Yes. Huh? It, what is it? Huh? I saw her toe move on that this uh Okay. Try to move your toe. In Jesus' name. Here it is. Come on, let's lift our hands and love the Lord. That's all you need is a toe. If you can move your toe, the rest of it's coming in Jesus' name. I'm going to pray. All right. I'm going to pray. And and here's here's and, and you told me can, can I say can I say what he told me over the mic? Okay. And so you you told me you're overweight and you want to lose weight, right? Okay. I'm going to tell you how to do that. Real simple. Okay? Cuz I'm a diabetic. And I had to I had to. Are you diabetic? Okay, okay, yeah, okay. So here's what I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna pray God touch that and bring that down. Okay, is that all right? I'm gonna ask God to put his angels around you when you go to school. Is that all right? And, and, and if you want to be used of God, is that your pastor right there? Is that your pastor? Okay, and then you submit yourself to him, okay? Because that's where it starts. And so you go to him and say, Pastor, I want to be used. So now the question is, he may ask you to vacuum the floor. Are you willing to do that? You see what I'm saying? It starts somewhere, but it all starts with submission. So you go to him and, and you, you listen to him. He's your pastor. You want to be used of God? That's the man of God you got to be submitted to, okay? Fear, you got fear.
3: What's that for you? Okay. I was supposed to be at work. I always had fear of the work. work. And I felt like it always kept me from God. The pastor had a prayer. And he told us, he said, Give, you know, put that to the side and come to church. So now I'm going to get to work to use me. And I want to put God first. Okay. And I have
0: faith in that. Okay. Well, I'm all, God's going to deliver you from fear. But now you just got to obey God. Okay. Yes. All right. You got the Holy Ghost? Yes, I do. Okay. All right. So we're gonna pray for you. Okay. So here's here's how you gonna. Here's what you need to do. All right. Now you, you need to. It's, you got a doctor? I'm sure. Y'all got a doctor? I'm sure. So you go ask him. But just just. This is what I did. Okay. And so I went from about 220, and I'm at 195. Okay. And all I done was I cut. my, I started watching my carbs. If you don't know what that is, ask your mom. She can help you. You just watch your carbs what so you got to bring it down under 100. Okay. And now and, and to take care. Then God to give you strength. Now I'm going to pray for God's angels to be around you. All right. Is that okay? Lord, can, let's pray right now for this young man. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you put your angels around this young man right now to protect him while he's at school. Give him favor at school. In the name of Jesus, lead God and direct his footpath, O Lord. Help him, O God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke this spirit of fear right now. I command it to leave in Jesus' name right now, Lord. Help her to walk in the authority in which you've given her over this spirit of fear. In Jesus' name right now, God. And help her, God, to be obedient to the leading of the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. (laughs) Who else needs prayer? I'm I'm, I'm fixing to go home. Ate me a piece of ham. (laughs) For who? Okay, has he got bitterness? Yeah. Okay, here's what you gotta do. You tell him he's gonna have to forgive. Bitterness and unforgiveness brings depression. Along with depression comes suicide because he's dealing with deep depression also. And so until he forgives, this will not leave him. Freedom is within his own ability. All he's gotta do is forgive. That's it. It will, forgiveness will release him from the bondage. Of depression and deliver him from the torment of suicide. You understand what I'm saying? So you got to talk to him and say, Son, you got to forgive when you free, That's Bible. That's not me. That's Bible. Is that correct, Elder? It's Bible. Forgiveness will set him free if he will forgive. Okay? Okay. And so I can pray, but you got to go talk to him. And, and, and you, yep, that you're on course. So when he does, he'll be free. Lord, in the name of Jesus, right now, help this mother... Talk to her son. Deliver him, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus right now, God. Deliver him from the spirit of depression, the spirit of anger, the spirit of unforgiveness and bitterness, O oh God. Deliver him from the spirit of suicide. Devil, you will not have him. You cannot have him in the name of Jesus right now. We rebuke you in Jesus' name. Lord, we command his spiritual ears to be open in the name of Jesus, and his spiritual eyes to be open that he may hear your voice and see you in the name of Jesus right now, in Jesus' name. What you need, man, what you need. Sister Jordan, would you come? I do have the okay. I got one, too. I got three. Lord, I'll pray for you too. <laughs> so we're going to... I need another sister with fake Come here. We're going to put our hands up here. Lower back and in the center right here. Put your hands right there. Okay, we're going to...
3: Mm. I'm <laughs>
0: Come on, church. All right, Mother, how what do you feel? What happened?
3: When they put their hands on me, everything yes. went warm all the
0: way up. What about you? Are you hurting now? Can you bend over a little bit? Can you bend over? Whoa. There it is. There it is. There it is. Yeah, hey, that's what I thought. There, I think. Hand me, hand, me, hand me my water right over there, son. You believe God? Do you? I'm going to pray, God, open your ears. Okay. Okay. Step right over there. Step right over there. I'm going to pray, God, open your ears. So you don't have to wear these hearing aids. Can, can you hear me? Okay. All right. So I'm going to ask God to help me. I was in a service one time in Pawpaw, Michigan. I didn't even know there was a such a place as Pawpaw, Michigan that I got there. Named after the, something, a fruit called or something other. They got a Pawpaw for something like, I don't know what it was. And there was a guy in the service, the first time he had ever been to that service or that church or in that church, he had hearing aids. And he was standing there watching people get prayed for and get healed. And all of a sudden, he took his hearing aids out and stuck them in his pocket. So we get over to the pastor's house. And we're sitting there. pastor invited him to come over because he was a guest. So he came over. We're sitting there eating a sandwich. And he, I didn't even know it. And he said, let me tell you what happened to me tonight, uh, uh, Pastor Chapman. He said, okay. And I'm sitting there eating a the sandwich. He said, why, well, y'all are praying. He said, I heard my ears go pop, pop. He said, I took my hearing aids out. I said, I can hear fine. Laid his hearing aids on the table. He said, I don't need them. Here's what we're going to do we're going to pray. I'm going to pray for your ears. Got to open your ears. Is that okay? Or, or, do, you, or do you like them? You want to keep them? Oh, okay. I want to make sure. You know, some people like their, their issue. You know, you want God to open those ears? Okay, I'm going to pray for that. I was in, in another service, and a, a, a tall lady elder, and I asked her, and I'm having a look. I'm looking up at her. And I said, what's your problem? And she said, I can't hear. I said, oh, okay. And so we prayed, and I went, I said, do you hear that? She said, mm-hmm. I went, do you hear that? She went, mm-hmm. I said, give God praise. She walked off hearing. All right. I'm So I know God can do it. You believe God? I believe God. I seen him put an eardrum back in that kid's ear. I know if he can do that, he can heal yours. In Jesus' name, right? Y'all believe that? Are Are you married, bro? Are you married? Is your wife here? Is it you? I figured it was you. You were smiling so much. Come here. Stand over beside him. You believe God? Come on here, brother. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what to do, brother. Here's what you're going to do. Can, can, can you take those out and it not bother you? I'm going to take them out. Okay, you, you just, can you put them in your pocket? You need to give them to, is it, are they okay in your pocket? I don't want you to damage them. Okay, okay. Okay, that's good. All right. Don't you lift your hands. There you go. Now, what we're going to do is, I want you to command his ears to be made whole. By the authority of God's word, by the power of faith, I want you to command his ears to be made whole. Okay? That's what we're going to do. Are y'all ready? Y'all going to pray? Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, by the authority of your word, by the power and the faith in the name of Jesus that you may be glorified. I command these ears to be made whole. I command the nerves to be made whole, the eardrum to be made whole. I command everything to be replaced. I command all the damage to be gone now in the name
3: of Jesus
0: Jesus. Come on, church. Jesus. So earprint he, so he can talk to me. Can I
3: put him back in.
1: In the name of
0: Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What's his name?
3: Patrick.
0: Patrick. Can you hear me now? Okay, are you okay? All right. Okay, all
3: right.
0: You're okay. Patrick, you're okay. Everything's okay, all right? Did you feel the Lord touch you in any way? It's okay. So the pain went away here. It went away here. So why is there pain? Oh, okay. So we need to rebuke arthritis then. In the name of Jesus, I command arthritis. I command you to Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I command now, the authority of the word. For the power and the faith in the name of Jesus. I command it to leave. Leave in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I command it to leave. In Jesus' name. Now, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus name. In Jesus name.
3: Jesus' name. Okay.
0: Patrick. Did you feel pain leave? Did it leave again? What about this side? It left that side? So so the arthritis is going. In Jesus' name. So the arthritis is going. Okay. So you know that. So you know, because the pain's left. So we know God has touched the arthritis. So I must understand if he touched this, then it's in the process of healing everything. Is that right? Because why would he heal this and not this? Because this is affecting this. Is that right? That's those little nerves that's sitting there that, that catches the sound and everything yeah.
3: they said they're, they're all dead but
0: one. oh lord i command these nerves
3: right now to come Jesus. alive Jesus. Jesus. I oh, command them to oh the oh, authority
0: oh, of your word by the power and the faith in the name of Jesus, I command the nerves to come alive. In
2: Jesus' name, right now, I command it in Jesus' name.
3: Thank you, Jesus', Jesus
0: name. in Jesus name now what do you feel hot warm you feel it in your ears I know he does that's why it went to the shoulder yeah see God's healed the shoulder that's what you're feeling. He's, he- he's healing all this down through into your shoulder and your neck. Hallelujah. So, so when you get up in the morning, you, you need to get up expecting. That's it. Every morning. Expecting to heal. That's right. Because if God's healing all of this, and he's, he just touched your shoulder, because that's what you felt, the warmth of the Lord's putting his hand down through here and on your shoulder, then he's healing all of this. Understand what I'm saying? So you need to get up in the morning expecting to hear. It may be only a faint. But if you hear that, you know it's happening. It is happening because God touched all of this. You believe that? I believe it too. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God, I thank you for healing this shoulder. Thank you for healing this shoulder. Thank you for healing this shoulder in Jesus name. Thank you, Lord. I've got to quit. You got to go home. You got to go to work. Can, can, Someone get over here on the keyboard just for a second or organ or whatever. Just well Pastor, I hate for you to do that. But he does a pretty good job though, don't he? Praise God. Here's what I'm gonna do. Because I don't want to take advantage. And I know you gotta go to work. And we're gonna come back tomorrow night. And again tomorrow night. God is going to heal. God's going to heal. Go home and tell your father that God's touched his heart not to worry about it. done in Jesus name Uh, I gotta let you go I want you to lift your hands and I want you to love the Lord I want you to love him right now in the name of Jesus in Jesus name
2: Let's lift our voice and give God praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. 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 This is not a failure or success thing. This is something we are going to walk in and God, is we got to catch this. We got to catch this. Because God is going wants to do this out there. Brother Herring preached about it a couple weeks ago. the The shallowest part of the flow is what came out of the temple, and the deepest part was out there. We've got to grasp a hold of this. This has got to become who we are. There's no problem too big, no problem too small to lay hands on it and see God do a miracle, and God's going to get the glory. I don't know if we're going to be in this vein tomorrow night or not whatever God wants to do but if God brings us back here tomorrow night we're going to we're going to get a hold of what God God's trying to impart things into us We've got to grab a hold of it. In the name of Jesus, lift up your hands and thank the Lord. Lord, we receive what you have done here tonight. We receive the gift of faith. Lord, in the name of Jesus, you're going to operate through us. We're going to see signs, wonders, and miracles. It's going to flow out of this place in the name of Jesus into the public. In the name of Jesus, on our job at the grocery store, the power of the Holy Ghost is going to flow through us. In the name of Jesus, let's clap our hands and thank the Lord right now in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Everybody say, I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. Say it again. I'm a believer. Praise God. Where there's a believer, something miraculous will happen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God God bless you tonight. We're going to come back tomorrow night. We're going to begin to pray at 630. It's going to be a powerful time in the Holy Ghost. God bless you.